Warning, the following podcast contains words that might offend people that might be offended by words. This week's episode of The Skating Atheist is brought to you by Blue Apron, a better way to cook, and by our Eli Bosnick in Five Words or Less contest. Today's winner is the legendary Riss McCool of the Riss McCool Publishy Stuff Empire, who had Won't Wrestle Me for Charity. But uh, don't worry, if he doesn't cave, we're going to set that up for not charity as soon as possible, just for the love of the sport. Either way, please keep sending us your best five words or less using the hashtag BosnickScathe, and you could be the next winner. And now, Skating Atheist. This is Matthew. And Eric from the Odd Atheist Friends podcast. We say fuck a lot. And we did, in fact, evolve from filthy monkey men. It's August 24th. And it turns out I bought all these backer buckets for nothing. <laughs> I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And from New York, New York, in Secret Lair, Pennsylvania, this is The Scathing Atheist. On this week's episode, the Jews started all the water wars. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons ramped the embarrassment factor right back up before the season even starts. And Donald Trump will try to get teenage girls pregnant. But first, the diatribe. When asked on CNN how Heather Heyer would be remembered, her pastor said, quote, this event will be remembered as an occurrence for decades to come, end quote, leading astute people everywhere to wonder what the fuck that idiot was doing on CNN. Now, in, in fairness, I want to point out I'm not 100% on the quote there. It might have been a slight paraphrase. Couldn't find the interview online to double check it, but it was something like that. It was at least that stupid. In fact, this guy had the absolute best dumb guy trying to use smart words performance I have ever witnessed. And that was hardly his best nugget of pseudo perspicacity. When asked about the significance of the white national rally, he said pretty much, quote, we've had events in England and we've had them in Paris. And this event happened in the United States, end quote. So, you know. In case you were wondering about the geography of the whole thing, he's got you covered. But by far my favorite and the only one where I'm definitely 100% of the quote, Don Lemon asked him about that, uh, this neo-Nazi guy that publicly defended the dude who ran Heather Heyer over at that riot. And the pastor said, actual definite quote, I don't see how you can defend the actions of a person who would impugn the life of another person, end quote. The interview basically opens up with Don Lemon saying, yeah, this guy is uh, Heather Heyer's former pastor. Welcome to the show. And and the pastor going, thanks, Don. Some of my best friends are black. And then it just goes downhill from there. In fact, the dude is so spectacularly stupid that even though I was watching this shit as I was falling asleep after like a 14 hour workday, I had to sit up, write down a few notes, get dressed, go upstairs and tell Heath what this guy thought impugn meant. And, and if this was just like, this one guy struggling with the only language he knows sputtering his way through an ill-advised interview on CNN's overnight block. This would be a Facebook post, not a diatribe. But this is hardly the first time I've seen some jackass preacher trotted out on the news like he's about to offer up some fucking insight. And while they might not all be as vacuous as this asshat was, they've never had anything more relevant to say. 
you know, and I'm getting really fucking sick of seeing pastors, priests, rabbis, mullahs, and preachers presented as though they're about to drop some kind of erudite sagacity on us. I mean, granted, with the Heather Heyer thing, they'd have brought on anybody who had any real claim to having known her, but their questions would have been stuff like, what was she like, and what do you think motivated her activism? But because this guy's sporting self-professed expertise in shit people used to believe before we knew better, Don's asking him to offer up his orphic thoughts on the ethical implications of the riot. He's asking about the moral direction of the nation, and by the end of it, this CNN anchor winds up Christianity's PR rep and starts saying shit like, well, as a pastor, it must really disturb you to see people resorting to violence, huh? Now, and you might say, like, Noah, calm down. It's, you know, CNN's catering to everybody. Majority of their reviewers are religious, and those people might want to know what a pastor has to say on the subject. But first of all, fuck you for interrupting my diatribe. I'm in the middle of something here. And secondly, fuck them for wanting to learn about morality from somebody with anti-qualifications. I mean, you know, apparently a lot of people want to learn about immunology from idiots, but that's not an excuse for CNN to replace Sanjay Gupta with Jenny McCarthy. And thirdly, again, I'm not complaining about these guys coming out talking about religious implications. I'm bitching about them being offered up as experts on moral implications. I wouldn't take issue with it if they brought up some future and they said, hey, what are the religious implications of this Nazi march in Charlottesville? And he says, uh, well, Jesus forgave all the people who chose the right religion or something like that, you know? I'd have nothing to say. So, yeah, there are perfectly appropriate times to interview pastors on the news. You could ask them questions like, so what the fuck are all you Christians on about now? Or what time does your soup kitchen open? Or what's with all the child rape? But the idea of these guys being brought up as experts on morality and ethics is almost as egregious as thinking vehicular homicide is a particularly harsh form of impugning. I mean, look, we have experts on morality. They're called ethicists. And not only are they subjected to rigorous academic requirements, they're also not beholden to a book that says gay people and women who fuck their boyfriends should be murdered in the name of community service. But instead, we're treated to a ceaseless parade of people with little to no academic qualifications and a clearly stated agenda that supersedes informing the public, regurgitating bumper sticker platitudes and the least offensive Bible verses. So not only are we being robbed of possibly interesting points with somebody who might have some expertise on the subject, but we're also reinforcing the bullshit narrative that religion is connected to moral behavior. Right At this point, we're advertising religion's marketing narrative. Never mind the fact that religion is on the opposite side of morality in almost every social controversy in this country. Never mind that they're the last holdout against birth control and gay rights. Never mind that they're legally exempted from gender equality. Never mind that their ethical justifications come from pre-scientific interpretations of imaginary events. Never mind that their entire edifice exists to cloud our moral intuitions rather than clarify them. We're going to offer them up as fucking experts. But look, religious leaders aren't experts on morals any more than homeopaths are experts on medicine. And confusing those two areas of expertise are equally dangerous. You know, I know some people are going to accuse me of hyperbole on that, but look, there are a number of truly complex moral issues that our society faces, and grandfathering religion into the conversation for political reasons leads to a misinformed population on the low end of the spectrum and terrorism on the high end. In fact, one could easily argue that mistaking religious dictates for moral ones is the most dangerous mistake humanity ever made, and apparently we're not done making it. They're talking about your Jesus. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a special news bulletin. Joining me for headlines tonight are two ungrateful motherfuckers who saw exactly the same amount of full eclipses as I did. Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick. Fellas, you ready to <laughs> shut the fuck up about that for seven years? I had a meatball sub for lunch. Cats. fun Have thing. fur. It's Damn good. straight. And now that we're clear on that, we'll take a break for a word from this week's sponsor, Blue Apron. 
Hi, welcome to Generic Restaurant Aimed at Children. I'm a non-offensive kind of sort of cartoon character that got revamped in the aughts to be cool, but now I'm just kind of a horrific amalgamation of cartoon cat and stepdad. Right, right. Hi, um, I, I'm an exhausted parent who's made mac and cheese 18 meals in a row. I was hoping to literally eat anything else. Well, mac and cheese! Uh, 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 well, have you tried Blue Apron? What's What's Blue Apron is... Is it another Cars movie? Please, for the love of God, tell me it's not another Cars movie. No, no, it's not. It's not. Let go of me. Sorry. Sorry. Just cannot take another Cars movie. Well, it's not that at all. No, it's it's the number one meal delivery service in the country. You see, for less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-proportioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals yourself. Wow, that that sounds way better than um what, like the uh, cardboard that we're what? legally allowed to call pizza if we spell it with a y um i mean yeah better than that but my kid's a picky eater um aren't you son well, back and see. yeah see that, that's well him. with blue apron you can customize your recipes each week based on your preferences blue apron have several delivery options so you can choose what fits your needs and there's no weekly commitment so you only get deliveries when you want them oh wow that actually sounds great too. Um, okay, but I'm not a great cook, by which I mean I'm a parent, and if I pay attention to anything but Junior here for too long, he grievously injures himself. Broke my arm! See? See what I'm talking about? Spent too long talking to you. Broke his arm. Yeah, no, it's it's no problem. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-proportioned ingredients that can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. Heck, I use it myself to make sure I get fresh home-cooked meals for less than the price of a handful of unwashed tokens, and I'm a podcaster when I'm not wearing this weird rat costume that is also a rollerblader somehow. Um, okay, I'm sold. Uh, how do I sign up? Well, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash scathing. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash scathing. Okay, buddy. You go have fun. No! <sighs> Would you like to sit at that corner table with the other bleary-eyed parents remembering what sleep was like? Sure do. Sure do. Blue Apron. A better way to cook. I'll pull it in the ball pit. And now back to the headlines. In our lead story tonight, according to a recent story by the Sunday Telegraph, some number of the kids that were raped by their Catholic priests have been denied compensation. And this is real. I am not being at all facetious in my word choice here because those kids were asking for it. The fuck? <laughs> the exact words they used were, were gave consent. So this is absolutely a horizontal paraphrase because you know why would you be dressed like a sailor if you weren't looking to get fucked am i right am i right i'm i'm, I'm not Jesus. right okay okay counterpoint no nope. no no hands down no. hands down no Two counterpoints. okay just baby eli i want to fuck an adult <laughs> <laughs> okay, so i'm curious question for you when did it flip-flop like when you were 15, were you sexually appropriate just for a little bit there? And then it switched? It was a weird day. It was a weird day. It's like when you change sides in paintball and people know not to shoot you, but with cum. So like paintball. Yeah. And uh, how does it work now? Um, like, are you headed towards a 
a fetal attraction. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ. Let's, you know, let's not go asked, into the details here. Let's not do a detailed dive into this. Rude. Okay. But you have the so, whole diatribe to yourself. It, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk right, about it so later. The main villain in this story, the main villain in that last story, obviously, was Eli, apparently. But the, the story that I was talking about, the main villain is still the kid rapists and the institution that spent decades and billions of dollars covering it up. Uh, but there's a mini boss in this one as well. Uh, and that comes in the form of a UK agency called the Criminal Injuries Compensation Authority, which apparently gives money to people that get raped by priests. But apparently not if those kids were slutty. Ah, and he showed up to his baptism wearing just a diaper. Get this motherfucker out of here. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin the reputation of this church for 20 centuries of action. That's responsible. <laughs> brief, yeah. So, okay. Apparently, some of the children that applied for compensation were denied on the grounds that they, you know, quote, gave consent, end quote. And if you're wondering how a child consents to being raped, well, well, let uh, me tell no, you. Hands nope. down. Yeah. No. Apparently, the answer <laughs> is at least on occasion, drunkenly. All right, so one of what? several cases highlighted in the report involved a 12-year-old girl whose 21-year-old rapist got her drunk before leading her into the woods and raping her. The rapist pled guilty, but the government denied her compensation because, A, she had gone into the woods willingly, B, she had not been the victim of violence, you know, unless you count the rape, C, okay. she emerged from the woods happily, and D, she wasn't a virgin. What the fuck? Like their hearing was basically Andrew Dice Clay doing Jack and Jill. <laughs> oh, what a fucking whore. No money, gavel. Like that's what happened. <laughs> Think about this. Some guy finished writing that decision and then didn't blow his brains out. If that doesn't keep <laughs> everyone else on the earth from suicide, I don't know what will. I do not know what will. Ray. Comfort. That's damn right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a quick message to the Criminal Injury Compensation Authority. First of all, raping kids doesn't get more moral if they come. Now you well, tell me. I mean, you, if you've been wasting your time, Eli. Yes. That's actually numbers one through nine on this list. So <laughs> take some time. Let that sink in, guys. But also... Your misunderstanding of the term age of consent is so profound that you're risking England's claim on the fucking language. All right, don't make us change it to Americanese. You saw what we did with French fries. All I got to do is tweet Trump about it and he'd grab his executive order crayons in a heartbeat. Don't make me tweet Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One warning. One warning. Exactly. And in swinging a Swiss news tonight, Swiss hotel owner. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Swiss hotel owner Ruth Tommen is in hot water. You'll get that in a second. This so week good. for taking a proactive approach to solving the problem of dirty Jews in her hotel. Again, <laughs> nailing this. Wait for it. Rewind in a second. You're going to love it. Namely, she got in a little trouble for hanging signs in her hotel reminding Jewish guests and only Jewish guests to take a shower before they use the pool. <laughs> wow. Usually the Swiss are a little more subtle than that. Like, maybe just a sign that says our entire national economy is built on Nazi gold. But like, don't just single out <laughs> yeah. the Jews as obviously. Still want to swim here? I like it. It's subtle. It's subtle. <laughs> okay. But let's be fair here, though. Like, Jews have the most historical reason to ignore people with umlauts in their name asking them to take a shower, right? They sure so do. I can see how they would True have statement. to, like, give them more emphasis. Yeah. Yeah. But even more, that would make me even more suspicious, I feel like. Now, 
I should point out, <laughs> Tolman has apologized profusely, and she admits that she would have worded the sign more carefully, claiming that what she meant was that everybody needed to take a shower, and she only wrote Jewish on the sign <laughs> because Orthodox Jews tend to swim clothed and will often skip the shower because of it. Uh, okay, well, but then it should have said Orthodox Jews and fat Irish kids in middle school who also wear shirts in the pool. At least be fair <laughs> and yeah. balanced yeah. and say Heath Enright and the Jews. Yeah, fair and balanced. Unlike should take fat more kids showers. in middle school. Very easy to push over. <laughs> a little, like a little wagon. You just blam. Anyway, uh, it should be pointed out because we cut through the bullshit on this show. She's a big fat liar. One, if she meant everybody, she would have written the word fucking everybody. Pretty sure that's what that word means. <laughs> Two... Everyone knows Orthodox Jewish people don't bathe and they smell bad. They wear big black fucking Dementor cloaks around all day and the weird fur hats in the blazing sun. Then they come into your toy store where you work at and they ask if they can have free samples. That's just a true thing and you're not allowed to say it. Is that like... It's a true thing you're not allowed to say, like... Hi, Andrew Torres here, legal counsel for Puzzle in a Thunderstorm, LLC. I'm just popping in to let you know that tickets are still available for God Awful Movies Live in Austin, Texas, and Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, or or the fact that... And did I mention there's a Platinum Night ticket available? See, now, I always thought that that was... If you buy a Platinum ticket, you get to eat and drink with the guys. You get to watch the movie the night before the show. You'll get front row tickets to the show. And you get a gift bag with all of our merch, great swag... I want you to check the show notes from this episode for ticket links and more. That's a good point, Noah. And I'm not afraid to say it. Totally true. Kind of like the N-word, everything that just happened. Exactly. Aloud. Yep. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's been a huge backlash. Israel's deputy foreign minister demanded the Swiss government publicly condemn this Swiss hotel owner, which Feels she reasonable. said indicated the prevalence of anti-Semitism throughout Europe. And her hotel was dropped by Booking.com, which, okay. at least according to Twitter, means she'll now turn into a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really need to be nicer to people. Uh, who are on the fence about Nazis. That's, right? that's important. Also, we need to visit the Rust Belt during campaigns. They're sensitive people. <laughs> yeah. Fragile. Fragile's the word. Yeah. Now, However, Tommen does have some defenders, like Swiss lawmaker Roger Danies, who is not an anti-Semite, just so you know, even though he said on <laughs> Facebook, if anyone should apologize for the Swiss hotel incident, then it's Israel. Oh, quote, for its excessive tolerance of ultra-Orthodox Jews who prevent <laughs> peace in Palestine. And <laughs> for which he immediately got a ton of shit and deleted the post. That's how the internet works. Now <laughs> yeah. no one will know. Exactly. Point is, yes, Jewish people smell bad, especially the dark-wearing ones, but you're not allowed to point it out in official signage. That's pretty simple. <laughs> or on this podcast, theoretically. <laughs> And in Smells Like Teen Parent news tonight, <laughs> the Trump administration made another terrible decision about spending this week that was very clearly based on pandering to ignorant religious assholes who make up a pretty big chunk of his base. Well, actually, let me let me start over. We're playing nuclear chicken with a lunatic man baby in North Korea. The White House staff is crawling through sewer pipes like Andy Dufresne to escape. <laughs> the jury's still out on homicidal Nazis being bad 
And also, the president is about to completely defund a program that helps prevent teen pregnancy. That's what he's defunding now. Oh, okay. So really, it's like fourth place. But hey, maybe the Trump administration just figures that how often Trump appears on TV kills enough boners that it balances out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, it's easy for this one to fly under the NORAD radar because pretty fucking busy right now. <laughs> but this is definitely happening, this teen pregnancy thing. The administration is completely doing away with the Teen Pregnancy Prevention Program, which, in case it's not clear, is all about idiot kids not having babies. It's also a great way to prevent those idiot kids from having to kill their baby with an axe at Planned Parenthood, which is <laughs> standard. Not that those clinics are going to have any fucking funding for axes pretty soon, but right. see what I'm getting at. Dude, do they use an axe? I haven't. They they did in that video that Carly Fiorina saw. So. Axing and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> now, in fairness, I'm guessing Trump's plan is to create jobs in the junior high daycare sector. But still, not great again. Just wrong thing. He's he's going about it the wrong uh, way. No, wait a minute. You, no, wait a minute. He's trying jobs. to make America great again. Poor children, coal mining jobs. I think we see where this is headed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And working in coal mines definitely reduces teen pregnancy. Boom, market solution. Ooh, free market. <laughs> John Smith. All right, excellent. Well, um, the whole thing is pretty depressing, though, Adam. But I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually amused by one little detail. Uh, pregnant 11-year-olds walk funny. Two little details of the story that are amusing to me. So uh, Trump's cutting the Teen Pregnancy Prevention Program, also known as the TPP program, if you hadn't noticed. And I'd say it's like 50-50. He just saw TPP on a budget plan somewhere and was like, fuck, I thought we were done with that. Call Tyler, get in here. (laughs) Can only imagine what happened next. What happened next? What happened next? Tyler. Tall Tyler, get in here, big guy. Still... Five six, sir. I'm seven one. I honestly don't know if you think you're seven foot one inch tall or if you don't know the word seventy one. Can it be both? I'm sorry. Did you need something, Mr. President? Yeah, this TPP thing is back. I thought I killed it. I'm going to make the deals myself. I'm a deal maker, typewriter. I thought I told you this. No, no, sir. This is the TPPP. It's it's the teen pregnancy. What are you crazy? Keep your voice down. I thought that tape was G. O-N-E. Those bastards have it. First the bus and now this. Okay, no. damage control. Let's start a war with France. No, sir, sir. Twitter, the, I hate No, France, I just meant that I, gone is spelled with an E. Okay. And and this is not anything that you think it is. This is a program to prevent teen pregnancy. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. how does my base like it? Well, the evangelicals don't like it. Uh, Don't hold back on me, Titanium. Don't hold back. The other ones think it's the TPP and they're mad that you didn't get rid of it like you said you would. Well, then it's settled. It gets the axed. Yeah, I'll I'll get right on it, sir. And Tyler? Tyler, they were teens in the tape. I I know, sir. I've I've seen it. Eleven teen. (laughs) And in anti-antichrist news tonight... Baptist preacher and handsome devil who is a fucking crazy person, so who cares? Gene <laughs> Kim took to his YouTube channel this week to cut through the bullshit and let us know some specifics about the Antichrist in a way that all great teachers do. 
by writing random words on a whiteboard on his YouTube channel. <laughs> hey, hey, a thousand monkeys do that for a thousand years and suddenly you're majoring in one of them. So uh, I don't think the sarcasm is justified here. And the good news is we now know the Antichrist is a giant shrimp, a tiny giant, and a black Catholic Syrian Jew. What? Okay, actually, it was just the last one because the first two are way less silly. Yeah, yeah a bit of an oxy dumbass there. <laughs> Honestly, though... That sounds like a super interesting dude. Like, if I'm at a dinner party and there's a black Catholic Syrian <laughs> Jew, I'm asking questions. I'm yeah. going over there. Like, how does the Catholic Jew thing work? What What can you inject into my arm? Who's, <laughs> who's your guillotine guy? Lots of cool stories you're going to get from that guy. Guaranteed. Exactly. Now, listeners might remember Pastor Kim for letting his YouTube viewers know earlier in the year that the earth was, contrary to popular belief, hollow. And that the Christian hell was literally in the core. But this week, he used his squeaky little boy voice to cry out against our ignorance of the visage of the Antichrist again. That again of a Syrian Jewish Catholic black guy. <laughs> so keep your eyes open for a seriously confused guy halfway between a temple and a church looking torn. Yeah. <laughs> And while you heed that warning, we'll take a quick break and hand things over to my lovely brunette, blonde, tall, short, <laughs> bachelorette wife, Luce. And a man wrote the Bible. A whore is what she was. If it's a legitimate rape. It's a slut, right? It, cooking can be fun. Hey, I'm proud of a man. This week in Massachusetts. So, I wake up at fucking 4 a.m. to drive my ass out to the middle of fucking nowhere to see my ass in an eclipse. The sky is blue, crystal blue, all fucking morning and all afternoon until one douchebag of a cloud decides to park its ass over the sun for exactly totality. And that's it. So I drove a thousand miles to see 98% of an eclipse that now I gotta wait another seven fucking years for the next one. I'm gonna have a goddamn lady president while I watch that shit and I better be able to fly over the clouds with my fucking moon boots this uh, time. Lucinda, can you... Um want to do the uh i will in a minute also whatever transformer super city they are building the entire state of ohio into that turned my 13 hour drive into a 16 hour one better have a gas station bathroom that doesn't look like a jackson pollock painting made with human shit are you, are you done yeah or? i'm done but while i'm all worked up let's give a little gas to our first rectal ward of the night new zealand pastor logan robinson who is trying to match the motherfucking single cloud over carbondale the title of the thing that most pissed me off this week now this steven anderson wannabe wandered into my attention this week for the dire warning he had for jacinda ardern an agnostic member of parliament leader of the labor party and hopefully the next prime minister of the country saying quote the bible actually says that it's a curse for a nation to have a woman ruling over them that's a curse don't vote for jacinda she needs to shut up go home get in the kitchen where women belong and bake a cake for a boyfriend that's where she needs to be she's wicked as hell end quote so yeah this motherfucker can go ahead and start fucking himself now and keep it up until I see a solar eclipse. But it's not all bad news this week. Well, kind of, because while I may have missed the coolest astronomical event visible from this planet, I can at least take solace in the fact that there's some long overdue positive news out of Lebanon. Specifically, that the Lebanese Republic has finally repealed a law that allowed alleged rapists to escape punishment by marrying their accusers. And if you're wondering where this barbaric rule comes from, 
Well, you need look no further than the nearest hotel room Bible. Deuteronomy 22.28 says, If a man happens to meet a virgin who is not pledged to be married and rapes her and they are discovered, he shall pay her father 50 shekels of silver. He must marry the young woman for he has violated her. So yeah, glad to see we're finally letting the part of the book that recommends stoning non-virgins to death out of law. And while I yell about clouds traffic in Ohio some more, I'll turn things back over to Noah, Heath, and Eli. Thank you, Lucinda. And in Slumdog Dozen Air News tonight, I get to follow up on Twim with some late-breaking, read, Lucinda already recorded her shit misogyny news out of India. And it's actually good news. Oh, all-you-can-eat samosas. Uh... Dash Avatar 2. <laughs> nope. Actually, in a victory for women's rights in the world's second most populous nation, India's Supreme Court issued a ruling that will no longer allow Muslim men to instantly divorce their wives by saying they look like their mom's ass. Okay, but non-Muslim men can still do that? It's a weird ruling. Yeah, it was a weird thing. <laughs> and either way, I feel like if you tell your wife she looks like your mom's ass, a divorce happens. It's just slower now. <laughs> I mean... We don't know that. Some people's mom's asses look nice. You don't know. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, experiment. Noah, get Lucinda. Testable claim. Skeptic. Come on. Live on air. And I noticed you're the married guy and it was your idea. You didn't no, know No, my wife is you. dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so up until yesterday, apparently divorce law in India worked on this Beetlejuicean system that allowed Muslim men to divorce their wives simply by saying the Arabic word divorce to them three times. You, you may have heard my wife mention it before on the show. And if even the effort of saying talak, talak, talak was I'm just I just divorced somebody. Jesus Christ, don't listen to the show, babe. <laughs> but if even that was too much trouble, they could also legally divorce them via text message or Facebook. <laughs> OK, but I feel like Twitter's a better system because, you know, brevity is important <laughs> there. When you're doing that, you want to just limit it. Now, there are probably some people who are like, hey, you know what? Divorce is too complicated anyway. So I want to point out that according to India's own statistics, only about one out of 20 women divorced in this fashion receives any kind of child support following the divorce. Um, and of course, think it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Muslim women seeking divorce were never able to avail themselves of this six syllable fix. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious why. Just come home. Oh, I wanted red juice. Yeah, they were all out. So I got this and, you know, it's a snowstorm outside. So I figure <laughs> this would be, oh, okay. To lock, to lock, to lock. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, don't, don't say like, it. I feel ahead. like all women aren't your wife. All right. Well, mine's dead. So weirdly, to speak of the <laughs> recently past, <laughs> my late wife. I, I kind of hope this doesn't become a running joke for you, but uh, it might. I never know well, where the muse takes me, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So she kills my wife. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hard steer back onto subject here. Uh, years of work by a number of human rights organizations in India seem to have finally put an end to this nonsense fucking policy. On Wednesday, three of the five Supreme Court judges declared the practice to be unconstitutional, uh, and among the people celebrating the judgment was India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi, who called the ruling historic, adding, quote, it grants equality to Muslim women and is a powerful measure for women's empowerment, end quote. And let me be the first to say, 
Slow the fuck down, Narendra. <laughs> what? Neither Muslims nor women are all the way to equality in your country. And I can throw that stone from the lofty height of the country that elected the Muslim ban slash grab them by the pussy guy. <laughs> and in upside down morality news tonight. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Pastor Logan Robertson isn't just <laughs> pissing off Lucinda this week. Yeah, we listened to This Week of Misogyny. Please stop spreading rumors that she's just Noah using a voice modulator. Hurtful, untrue lies. And the fact that no one's ever seen them in the same place at the same time proves nothing. Nothing, I say. <laughs> That's why she's always popping out of little booths. <laughs> Lucinda's actually the next Doctor Who. I didn't want to spoil no, none it. Of, no. None of this. None of Noah, this. Noah always says she's bigger on the inside. And definitely so. none of that. <laughs> I'm telling. Big-hearted. Big-hearted, obviously, <laughs> is what I meant. She's going to use her Delightful tiny fists on your balls like a speed bag. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as our unbathed, barbaric Australian listeners know, Wait. gay marriage is currently being decided in their barbaric wasteland of a country. An issue that was decided in America... <laughs> Months ago, so get with the times, people. Yeah, the world is past that. Time to settle the Nazi question now. Get the next. <laughs> We've moved on. Guys, guys, stop pissing off my exit strategy, please. That's true. That's true. Anyway, Robertson, who looks like a chameleon standing in front of a rabbi, had this to say about gay marriage. He really does. Yes, he does. <laughs> had this to say about gay marriage this week to his congregation. Quote, <clears throat> Someone emailed me the other day about our church. I believe he lives in Auckland. He's like, what's your view on hammer marriage? I was like, my view on hammer marriage is that the Bible never mentions it. So I'm not against them getting married as long as a bullet goes through their head the moment they Jesus. kiss. Um, because that's what it talks about. Not homo marriage, but homo death. There's no such thing as homo marriage. That's what should happen. Now, we've got Christians that would rather side with them, side with their cute little fag cousin or brother or whoever it is than with Christians than actually preach against it. End quote. What the fuck? Well, at least it's a good thing Australia has plenty of moderate Christians to point out that killing gay people with bullets isn't mentioned in the Bible. It's <laughs> rock throwing, let's be reasonable. <laughs> exactly. So they'll exactly. pull them back, hopefully. I just had a terrifying thought. What if Ken Ham was like the best they had? <laughs> right? Like they just gave us our their, their very best. And, oh, wow. He's all William Lane Craig. <laughs> <laughs> we brain drained them. That's pretty fucking sad. Give <laughs> my beauty, change minds and win hearts. <laughs> He's going to build a giant boat. Is it? And look, while my New Zealand accent is both flawless and adorable, that does not make Robertson's words any less horrific. I know some of you are thinking that. The video of him giving the speech has been taken off YouTube uh, for hate speech, which means he's probably going to turn into a Nazi now, as I said earlier. But Robertson has no regrets telling the New Zealand Herald that he wasn't trying to inspire vigilantes to kill gay couples because he believes that's the government's job. <laughs> Sounds like they're going to need a, a royal commission into institutional responses to shooting gay people at weddings. They have, <laughs> they have weird commissions down there in New Zealand, Australia. Yeah. yeah. Royal commissions in countries without royalty are just generally weird. Yeah, and commissions <laughs> on institutional responses to child sex abuse was weird for the same reason until about this time last year. Yeah. So, Fair. So, so Fair. That. <laughs> and finally tonight in SJW Cluck News. 
The Chick-fil-A restaurant chain is set to open its newest location this weekend inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. New home to the Atlanta Falcons. I want to say polo. They play polo? Uh, it's actually pronounced pollo. Oh. Pollo. How? It doesn't have a Y in it. NFL football. Anyway, <laughs> the, the problem with this. their word. <laughs> the, it's just football. The, the problem with this, other than uh, Chick-fil-A's history of funding anti-gay hate groups, is that the Christian idiots who founded the company Chick-fil-A are still refusing to be open for business on Sunday inside what? a pro football <laughs> stadium, to be clear. Uh, I'm sure they'll crush it on Tuesday and Wednesday games. Yeah, though. yeah. now they got a couple <laughs> Thursday nighters this year. Uh, now, okay, true story. My wife sees this shit on Twitter. She reads me the headline, and my response was, The Onion? <laughs> literally. That's literally how it went down. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, the the Chick-fil-A ownership is revolting. But just to be fair, got to mention two things here. First of all, the stadium is going to be used for events other than just the Falcons games. So the business isn't all on Sundays. Still but, stupid, but not <laughs> like infinitely stupid. <laughs> so good job. Also, despite being run by raging bigots and donating to charities full of raging bigots and then claiming they wouldn't do that anymore and then continuing to definitely still do that right now uh, <laughs> just despite all that if we're being fair that chicken is fucking delightful mm, and mm, mm, mm. it continues to it continues to cause internal conflict for fat atheist gay people and their allies across the south atheists <laughs> which which is basically just Reason con and nobody else. So they make plenty of money on six days a week, but still, you know, yeah. boo. What we're saying is every time you eat Chick-fil-A, you have to suck a dick. Then you're square. You're square. You're fine. I'm just picturing a couple of cows holding up a hastily painted misspelled sign that says eat more dick. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the Falcons aren't doing great with uh, optics lately. False. They have some of the keenest eyes in the animal kingdom. Fun fact. <laughs> Shows what Heath knows. Okay. Email Eli as much as you want for all this stuff. And so here, here's uh, a few of their problems. Their new stadium is named after the Nazis' favorite car company. They're selling homophobic chicken, but not on game day. <laughs> right. And uh, one other small thing, they're coming off the worst meltdown in Super Bowl history. Yeah. So just a couple quick reminders for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, one, if somebody smashes a Mercedes into a throng of your bigot fans, it's everybody's fault about equally. Right. The alt-left Cleveland fans came in swinging tomahawks. Do they hold any blame? Any at all? Excuse me. Excuse me. Any blame? Tomahawk Chuck. Oh. Nope. That's the Indians. Nope. Yeah. The yeah no, you had the right city, though. It's Wrong the Braves. Sport, right ah. <laughs> Next time. But yes, exactly. Spread out the blame equally was the mm -hmm. point. And reminder, too... Um, Field goals. That's a thing you can do for scoring points. Guys. <laughs> so you know. It's also an option you can, in you can the go football. Up 11 points if you're up eight and then you get three, you'd be up 11. It's like a two score game at that point. Just check See, it out. I, I, I feel like at this point, they're just taking advantage of the fact that the only bar they're trying to clear is our franchise player doesn't torture dogs to death for fun anymore. Get with it, Arthur Blank. Get your shit together, man. All right. Well, uh, Looks like Atlanta definitely needs some gay chicken and also a gay-friendly chicken place that's open on Sunday. We are happy to help with both, but just the second one for right now. Let's put 30 seconds on the clock. Ideas for a sodomite rival to Chick-fil-A. Go. Oh, okay. Um, Bedfellows Wild Wings. 
wings, rears, ports. Uh, thought guys, bona guide chicken. <laughs> Popeyes, bona fide chicken. <laughs> All right, what about uh, gay FC? We do chicken left, alt left. We're pretty much the um, same as Nazis. Cracksbees. I said that's a regional <laughs> joke. They, these are these are hard. There's like three chicken places, and Heath already used those. Ones. I got I got a regional. Got a regional one. Uh, Man at knees, man at knees, fried chicken. Kennedy's, Kennedy's? fried chicken. Kennedy's, <laughs> New York, New Jersey chains, does very well. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Man at knees. That's a true. They they have those. Yeah, Kennedy's, <laughs> and it sounds like yep, men and knees at knees. Um, what about the the hard cock buffet? Not even a chicken place. Fine. Well, <laughs> I guess we're bringing the pattern. No big deal. Whatever. Because cock, like like coco vin. Yeah. Like, no. All the cock you can eat. <laughs> buffet. Um, maybe wings dicks. That's I, what am I gonna do? I, I was late to write my shit. You're, you're lucky it wasn't chicken and stovetop butt stuffing this week. Oh, I like that actually. Uh, all right, ready? <laughs> I ran out of chicken places. Dinner? Ran out of chicken places. So now we're going with Golden Corral. Oh, after after you gave shit to uh, to Heath for doing that, huh? Oh, okay. yeah, but I ran out second. I ran out second. <laughs> is what matters. I'm the punster. All right, holding your pal. Be gay and fill Golden Corral Buffet and Grill. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Holding your pal, be gay and fill Golden no, Corral you, Buffet I don't, and Grill. No, I don't even see why you felt the need to explain it. I'm Holding your pal, be gay and fill. It's not the same. Funny. It's the same. It might as well say that on the sign for Golden Corral. It's the same. Please tell me you got a good one here, Heath. <laughs> All right. How about uh, Chick-fil-A show? <laughs> Two girls, one coop. Coop. Cup. There we That's go. That's like the best one. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Two. And now that I'm picturing those two cows doing something completely different, I suppose we can close out the headlines <laughs> for the night. Heath, Eli, thanks as always. Fuck the sun. Hell yeah. Well, no, the Long sun's the great. The beast. clouds, not so much. <laughs> and when we come back, this music will stop playing. As we meander our way through the torturous twists and turns of the Book of Alma, we recognize that following along with the plot is about as easy as writing down the dying instructions of a demented grandparent about how to find the family gold on a wet napkin with a quill. And since near the Argo Bargle definitely isn't a thing, we're proud to once again present Mormon Peace Theater. I am Nehor. People of Alma, listen to me. Everyone will be saved, not just the pre-Christians. Alma is totally full of shit. Well, I'm Gideon, and I say you're wrong. Yeah, well, murdered with a sword says what? What? Got him. Nihor, I sentence you to die. Gah. Ballsack. Dude, that sucks. Tell me about it. How are we evil priests supposed to make a living now, you know? Just... We could... Not kill people with a sword. Or, or, we could say we believe what we preached and then Alma and his people won't be able to oppress us. I feel like this was uh, about the sword murder thing. No, no, dude, trust me. It's about the lying. Oh boy, do I sure believe what I'm saying right now. Okay. I guess. Me too, also. My religion is right. Ow, 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 No, ow. no, my religion is right. Guys, 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 both of your religions are wrong. Ow, 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 
I am Amlakai, and I think Alma is a total tool. Whatever, let's have an election then. Gah! Okay, so Alma got 2.8 million more votes than Amlakai did. Yay, gah! So, I, I guess you guys just uh, hate farmers, huh? Is that what it is? That's, Wait, that's, what? No, I don't... I, I win anyway. My, my Amalekites decided that I win anyway. Hmm. Uh, I mean, well, it's the worst that can happen. I feel like there are mistakes on both sides, and what we need now is to unite behind our new leader, Amalekai. Okay, you we can kill. So, huge surprise, I know. I've decided to kill all of you and, and, and all of your followers. Wow, that's incredibly surprising. Guys, there were no signs of this in the election. I am shocked, shocked and shook. I'm on your side. I always have been really upset. Oh, what a surprise. Amalekai turned out not to be great. Hate you. Oh. And so it was that a great battle between Alma and Amalekai did begin. Morgan, lay down a sick beat. My name is Sam, look, I damn if I'm not gonna take all your land And I got dynamite laminate today, just flocked to my stand And I'll kill all of your followers like a lamb to a lion So anyway, am the who? That's the hill you're gonna die on! Huh, alright, 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 alright Listen to this, kick it, kick it My name is Alma, and I always go gaw And me and the Almanite's gonna give it to you raw God's on my side, I'm gonna kill you with a sword, um And I'll spend so long describing it, your crew will die of boredom Drop. Killed it. Yeah! Go, Alma! This is what we think rap battles are. Hey, Alma, great job in the battle. Thanks. Gaw. So, uh, what do you want to do with all these, um, these bodies? Gaw, I don't know. Isn't to build a bridge for us to get home? Really? Yes. Gaw. Really? Wow, your highness, this bridge, uh, sure, sure smells pretty bad. Is that a foot? You guys want to take my shortcut or not? Gah. 100% a foot. Okay, so just to be clear, Gah, the Amalekites are bad, but not as bad as the Lamanites, because they wear shirts and stuff, but but they're both bad and kind of black. Gah. You're the good guy in this book. And so it was for a few years that the Nephites lived in peace with Alma as their chief judge, but eventually they grew proud. Look at me and my silk and gold and fucking Tesla Model S. Why not? Go oh, you guys are being total dicks. I quit being head judge. I'm head priest now. What's the difference between the two? I'm going to yell at people for not being pre-Christian enough now. Oh. Fun. Go oh, these assholes in Zara Helmler are the worst. I mean, you guys are pretty bad and you should totally repent and stuff. You aren't nearly as bad as those total tools at Zarahemla. Gah. So with that super original sermon out of the way, Alman headed out to Ammon, Ammonai. Uh, babe, are you sure we don't have any crack? No, you'll fuck up the furniture again. I, I, I will not. Gah, tis I, Alma, here to tell you all what pieces of shit you are. Oh, uh... Gaw! Why'd you do that? Gaw! Oh, did did you not hear you? Stupid Ammonius Stanians! Gaw! Spitting on me! Gaw! Alma! 
Alma. Ooh, an angel. God. You must now return to Ammoniah and tell them all what pieces of shit they are. But God, they spit on me. Yeah, man, did you not hear, hear you? God, I'm super duper hungry. Stupid Ammoniah, God. Hey, man, can I have some food? Well, sure thing, partner. I'm Amulek, and I was just talking to an angel about you, so yeah, totally. Look, come on, let's get us some tacos. Oh, that's... It's convenient. It is, it is. I'm Amulek, and I have this here voice. Hey, y'all, I'm Amulek, and this here's my chapter of the story. So, I'm Amulek, and my, my, my pappy, he was, he was, um, mid and I, and, um... And well, that Elma fella sure is swell. Well, I'm convinced. Me yeah. too. Not so fast. <gasps> Zizram. Oh, it's the famous evil lawyer Zizram. Ooh. I have a few questions. Like some kind of them VAR exam? VAR yes, exam? Yes, a VAR exam. I, uh... I see what you did there. Yeah. I, I was wondering about the southern accent. Yeah. Smart. We interrupt this book for Blarney the Dinosaur. <laughs> hey, kids. Welcome to Almanaya. Here at Almanaya, one boobeck is worth ten gopkies. Three gopkies is a junger dunker. And, well, a junger dunker is half a shrew. Wait, who is that? No, no idea. Sorry, I, I have no idea. So, you say there's only one God. Go fuck yourself. And, and yet there is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Roll it up and just stick it in that dick hole of yours. Yeah. Uh, well, then, how can three gods be one? You got bitch tits is what you got. Fuck you. <sighs> yeah, well, I am totally convinced. Well, shove it up. Wait, what? Wow, I sure am totally convinced by what you just said. Haha, <laughs> Caesarum, I fucking told you. Yeah, you you sure did. Yeah, now one time there was this feller named Mc- Melchizedek. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, he was king of pre-Israel. And, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, how is that related at all? I just, you know, I just say stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah, good, good, good to know. Kill them! Yeah, kill Amulek and Alma. Now, now, listen, everyone. I'm telling you, these guys have some good points, and if you just shut up, or we'll kill you too. I, I'm, I'm gonna go. You do that. We're gonna light their friends on fire. Oof, that does not look fun. You said it, Alma. Uh, cool question for you. Emmy. Y- you know how we have them there. God powers of invulnerability and stuff? Mm-hmm, yeah. But how come then we ain't uh, using them? The powers? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, God uh, needs angels and stuff. Can't go messing um, with God's plans, can we? Yeah, I, I suppose not. Yeah. Also, they might burn us and... Ow. You know, well, you know, I hadn't thought of that. That's a good thought right there. Hey, what happened to that accent, that voice thing you did, you did with the dog? Oh, it, it kind of fucked up the comedic timing of this bit, and I figured if we did a, a meta thing here at the end, people would still understand that I'm Alma. I see. Gaw. I, I got you. Gaw. 
Man, sure does suck down in here in prison. They, they always keep stripping us naked and slapping us and stuff. Yeah, we can use our powers now, I guess. And so it was that Alma and Amulek did use their powers to escape from Ammonihah, and the city did crumble behind them as they walked away like total badasses. Music right now yeah, for us? Yeah, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. I told them to, like, really get some rock and roll from, like, Yeah, awesome. You know, sometimes I wonder, though, if he minds all the jokes we make about him being short... But uh, he's a cool dude. Yeah, no, cool he's cool. With it. Like he, he's in on the joke. I bet the music is so badass right now. So badass. They're here. They're here. Gaw. Hey, guys. Gaw. Hey, failers. It is us, your loyal followers. So glad to see you've escaped alive. Where, where are our wives and children? Yeah, uh-huh. About that. Hi, I'm Captain Zoram. I hear that the city of Emaniah has been taken over by Lamanites. Better go check it out and save them. Mm, never mind, they're all dead. Wait, wait, I'm confused. Weren't we just with Alma and Amulek? Who, who was that guy that we just... Would, would, it, would it help if we uh, checked in on the sons of Mosiah? Why would that help that? Oh my gosh, God. Ammon, son of Messiah, the guy with the pizza bagels. Funny running into you here. Gaw. R- running into me where? You're, you're in the plot. Gaw. So, what have you been up to? Oh, I, okay. Uh, well, funny, you should ask. Should ask. Should ask. Wait, so I'm the character in the story telling the story to Alma, who's telling the story. Right, yes. Got it. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, I'm Ammon, here to proselytize to the Lamanites. I'm Lamanai, the king. You can't proselytize to us. Sorry, it's, just a, it's a political thing. Don't want to get into it, but, but you can marry my daughter. Hi, I'm a, I'm a hot girl with a terrible laugh. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, um... Wow, that's still a really good offer, and I have to say <laughs> that... You want to come hang out with my best friend who's oddly possessive of me all the time? How about, sh- how about sheep herders? Do you need a sheep herder? Do you have any sheep... Oh, you're so funny. ...need herding? Guys, guys, what happened to all the sheep? Oh, the Lamanites came and they scattered all of them. Oh, those bastards. Well, don't worry. I know just the thing. You have ma- magical sheep gathering powers. Yep, sheep gathering powers. That's awfully convenient, isn't it? Right? Seriously, again, I just gathered these sheep, guys. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I'm sorry. It was the same fucking Lamanites. They always do this. Okay, well, I am going over there to have a word with them. <sighs> Okay, I killed a bunch of them. Uh, brought back a bucket of arms. Why the fuck would you bring back a bucket of arms? Was so you'd believe me. Okay, well, I, I, I do believe you. Good. Won't have to cut off your arms. What? Nothing, nothing. <sighs> uh, you called my king? Yeah, you, uh... You killed a bunch of people and cut off their arms, huh? 
Yeah. Something the uh, the matter? My, my king? King uh, Lemonai? Lemonai? You, you okay? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, just, no um, just, just pausing for an hour. Oh, okay. An mm-hmm. hour. An hour. Okay. So are, are you a god? Uh, or, uh... What? Huh? Oh, um, no. No, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a god. Jesus is, Jesus is God. Jesus, huh? Okay. I'm going to go lie down for a bit. Really? It's like 4 p.m. You're going to go lie down for... Not everyone has the same sleep schedule, Ammon. So is my husband dead? No, no. He just like super believes in Jesus. Okay, well, why does he smell like that then? Oh, because he never fucking takes a shower, Lamoni. Lamoni. You don't. You don't shower. Guys, keep it together. Keep it together. Ammon. Ammon. You must go to the land of Midonai, for there your brothers are imprisoned by the evil Lamanite king. I will go. I'll come too, maybe. Smooth things over, you know. Lamanite to Lamanite. And on the road to Midonai, Ammon and Lamoni ran into Lamoni's father. So if you're going to know one of the kids in this fight, then I will Don't worry, Lamoni, I'll save you. Oh, no, I, Lamoni's dad, am dead. Really? Really? You sure you aren't Ammon's dad who's dead? Oh, too far! Ow! Ow, 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 And while my co-hosts sit in opposite corners of the room for their separate timeouts. He started it. We're not supposed to be talking. Heath is talking. He's that's gonna, talking. That's going to wrap it up for this week. But we'll be back in three weeks for even more Mormon Peace Theater. He's looking at me. Both, Noah, both of you I... stop or I will get Lucinda. Don't get Lucinda. We'll be quiet. Before we sink below the horizon tonight, I want to congratulate friend of the show, Thomas Smith of the Serious Inquiries Only and Opening Arguments Podcasts for his recent successful procreation. Hooray! We're happy to announce that his little girl was born with feet, so she takes after her mom, clearly. And if the fact that there's more of Thomas's genetic information in the world scares you, take comfort in the fact that this time it's diluted. Anyway, that's all the blasphemy we've got for you tonight. We'll be back in 10,022 minutes with more. If you can't wait that long, be on the lookout for a brand new episode of our sister show's hot friend, God Awful Movies, debuting at 7 a.m. Eastern time on Tuesday, and an even newer episode of our half-sister show, Citation Needed, at noon Eastern on Wednesday. Obviously, this episode would seem downright skeletal if I neglected to thank Heath Enright for taking on a huge chunk of my workload this week, so I could go look at clouds in southern Illinois. I need to thank Eli Bosnick for somehow resisting the urge to give me shit about the fact that I didn't get to see Eclipse even though I drove a thousand fucking miles for it. And I need to thank the lovely Lucinda Lusions for giving me something of astronomical beauty to look at even when the Eclipse failed to show up. And of course, I also need to thank Matt and Eric from the Odd Atheist Friends podcast for providing this week's Farnsworth quote. Incidentally, if your atheist podcast lineup is starting to feel a little too normal friends heavy, you're going to find a link to their podcast on the show notes for this episode. But most of all, of course, I want to thank this week's best people, Keith Austin, Aaron, 
Aaron Corey, Kate, Fog Lover, My Humble Assault, Marissa, Joe Hangris, The Godless Sociologist Blog, Victor, Joe, Justin, Mark, and Dale. Keith, Austin, Aaron, Corey, and Kate, whose genitals give the Hanging Gardens of Babylon wonder the world envy. Fog Lover, My Humble Assault, Marissa, Joe Hangris, and The Godless Sociologist Blog, whose intellects are so renowned that alien conspiracy theorists think that they built the pyramids. And Victor, Joe, Justin, Mark, and Dale, the tops of whose erections would have given me a great view of the clips regardless of the fucking clouds. Together, these 15 ferociously faithless friends and fractious fury fanatics forestalled our foreclosure by forking over a fragment of their fortunes this week and giving us money. Not everybody has the alliterative set of qualities it takes to give us money, but if you think you're up to the challenge, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash scathingatheist, whereby you'll earn early access to an extended ad-free edition of every episode, or you can make a one-time donation by clicking on the donate button on the right side of the homepage at scathingatheist.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres, and our audio engineer is Morgan Clark, who also wrote all the music that was used in this episode, which was used with permission. If you have questions, comments, or death threats, you'll find all the contact info on the contact page at scathingatheist.com. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.